I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to the Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast. Today, I'll share with you a common mental trap when it comes to confidence, waiting to feel confident before you take action. And I'll explain why, when it comes to your brain, taking action, even when you're scared, is the most effective way to train your confidence muscle. Okay, let's dive in. Like I said, a pretty common trap when it comes to confidence, I hear this all the time, is waiting to do something until we feel confident. We say things like, once I feel more confident, I'll ask for that promotion. Or when I feel more confident, I'll speak up in that meeting. Or once I feel more confident, I'll be able to tell my family that I'm frustrated or need some support. Or once my confidence is better, I'll be able to start that thing I've always dreamed of doing. Our brain falls into two false beliefs in these situations. The first is thinking confidence is something that will just happen if we wait long enough. And the second is waiting for some type of external reinforcement in order to feel confident. Things like, I'll feel more confident when I lose weight, or I'll feel more confident once I graduate from school, or I'll feel more confident once I get that promotion, or I'll feel more confident once I get through this rough patch right now. Sound familiar? Ever caught yourself saying these things? If you're like most people, you probably have. Okay, time for a little bit of tough love here, friends. Let me ask you this. How long have you been waiting for that magic feeling of confidence? five years, 10 years, 20 years, if it hasn't happened magically by now, why do you think things might change? Or how about this? Have you ever lost weight before or finished that course or got that promotion or whatever you were waiting for to feel confident and you didn't actually feel more confident? I bet you have because that's totally normal. The problem is these are mental traps that our brains get into that keep us waiting for a magic confidence cure. Our brain says, if we're just patient enough, confidence will come. Or else we put the blame elsewhere. I'm not confident because I'm overweight, or I'm not happy with my appearance, or I'm not happy with my level of education, or I'm not happy with my level of my job. And once these things change, I'm just going to feel more confident. All this waiting for confidence to materialize or expecting it to come after you reach some milestone is unfortunately holding you back. What this does is this takes away control for our brains. It makes confidence something that only comes from the outside or some magical trait that just shows up out of the blue. Let me explain a little bit more about what I mean here. Say your brain is convinced that confidence will come once something changes, whether it's waiting to lose weight or make more money or find a romantic partner. What these things all have in common is they make confidence something external, 
something outside of ourselves. My brain interprets this as the only way I can feel confident is if I look a certain way or I have enough money or I have a partner to reassure me and support me. The problem is a lot of these factors are really out of our control. And remember, our brains love being in control. When we're sitting around waiting for some type of external validation or some point in time or some magic change in our circumstances that we feel like is going to be the cure, the thing that sets our confidence off, that makes us feel more sure, erase that doubt, it means that we're taking away that control. Now something has to happen for us to feel confident. See how this might be a problem for our brain? If I'm always waiting for something to happen, waiting to lose weight, waiting to get that promotion, waiting to get in a relationship, I'm sitting there waiting. So much of that is out of my control. And my brain is going to start to believe that confidence is something that comes from these things, from these things outside myself. And worst case scenario, what if that thing doesn't happen? What if you're waiting and waiting forever and you just don't get that promotion or you don't find that partner or you don't lose the weight? How frustrating for our brains, which is going to kick our confidence down even more. Or even worse, what if you reach that point? What if that thing happens, you lose the weight, you get married, you get promoted, and your confidence is still down? Because trust me on this one, it's likely still going to be that your confidence is low because the thing that you're waiting for is not really the real problem when it comes to your brain and confidence. Think about it. How is your brain going to feel if you're waiting for this thing for years and years and saying, I'm going to feel more confident after I change this area in my life and you change the area and nothing happens. It's like a kick in the pants, right? It's going to drop our confidence even more. This habit of believing that confidence will just happen one day stems from the belief that confidence is either something we have or something we don't have. Let me ask you this. Have you ever said, oh, I'm just not a confident person or I'm just a really shy person or I'm an introvert or something along those lines, when, especially when you're feeling scared, when you're thinking about trying something new and your brain is quick to go to those excuses. Mm, I'm just not a confident person or I'm too shy for this or I'm too introverted. Let's take a closer look at these statements for a second and talk about what they signal to your brain. If I say, I'm not a confident person, I'm shy, I'm an introvert, what do these statements all have in common? What they have in common is they're talking about traits, innate qualities that you believe you have or you don't. And we often think about ourselves like this, right? We say, I'm smart, or I'm pretty, or I'm funny, or I'm creative. We describe our strengths as things about ourselves about our internal qualities. And we usually believe we're born this way. We believe that, you know, we're born with these attributes. Well, I was just born a funny person. I've always been this way, or I've always been a really creative person, or I've always been a pretty smart person, whatever it is. We believe that these are traits that just come naturally to us. Same thing happens when we're describing our weaknesses. I'm not smart. I'm ugly. I'm boring. I'm not creative, whatever it is. Instead, if we didn't view these qualities as traits, something that's fixed, that we either have or we don't, that's with us since we were born, that's unchangeable, what if instead 
We viewed these things as skills. Let me ask you this. Have you ever learned something new? Of course you have. We learn every day. Our brains are amazing learning machines, which means you're getting smarter every day. Intelligence and knowledge are things we can learn. We can learn new skills. We can train our brains in that way. We can learn new trivia. We can learn new hobbies. We can learn new information. We are always learning. One of my favorite books, I've talked about this book before on the podcast, is from Dr. Carol Duick. It's called Mindset, the New Psychology of Success. There's a super interesting study she talks about in this book that really got me thinking about this idea of how we view some of our qualities, some of our traits as things that are stuck, are fixed, are unchanging. Let me explain what she talks about in this book. So she takes a bunch of people that think they're not artists uh, and she asks them to draw a self-portrait. Their portraits end up looking a lot like mine would, basically like a little stick man type of thing. And she puts the pictures in the book. They're pretty cute to look at. Then what she does is she gets a professional artist to give these people a few sessions of training on how to improve their drawing. Not a ton of hours, just a few sessions to improve their skills. And the outcome is incredible. Like I said, the before and after drawings are in this book. I encourage you to take a look at them because it's so interesting the improvement these people make. So remember, these people are self-described, not artistic, not creative, no skills in drawing. And they start out with showing their performance that matches. Their drawings look like they're done by kids, really, or done by me. They're stick men. They're not very good. But after just a few training sessions, they significantly improve. What Dr. Duick brings up in this study is that the show's creativity is a skill you can learn. We can practice, we can learn strategies to boost our creativity, to boost our artistic skills. So let's bring it back to confidence. What can we learn from this example? What does this mean in terms of our confidence skill? Well, like I said, what it means is it's possible to think of confidence as a skill, something you can learn, not just a trait that you either have, you're born with, or you're not born with. It's not that you're born lacking confidence and you'll have no confidence for the rest of your life or that you'll always be shy or that you'll always want to hold back or doubt yourself. Think about an area in your life where you feel confident. I love using driving as an example here. Most of us as adults are pretty confident driving, right? Often we don't even really think about it. How many times have you gotten to work and you can't even remember the drive because it's so automatic? You've done it so many times, your brain goes into this default mode and zips you to work without even really thinking about it. It's been a few years, but I still remember my very first driving experience. My dad took me out to this backcountry road outside of town uh, where there was no one around, which was great. And he had me sit down in the driver's seat and said, go. So remember, this is the first time I'd driven. Of course, I'd been in cars my whole life, but always as a passenger. And I remember sitting there terrified. I wasn't even sure how to start the car or how to put it in gear. I finally got it started. I white knuckled it all the way to the end of the road, probably going super, super slow. I get to the end of this country road and I have to turn around to go back the other way. And I did like a 30 point turn just to turn back around because I had no idea what I was doing. I was sweating. I was holding the steering wheel so tight. I was terrified. I had no confidence in my driving skill. Flash forward a few years 
I'm pretty confident when I drive now. I'm not usually tense unless I'm stuck in traffic, but that has nothing to do with confidence and more about my impatience. When I drive, when I get behind the wheel, I'm not quick to start sweating or holding the wheel tightly. I don't start to doubt myself. I get in, I drive, I can get most places I want to go. And you probably have a similar story of your first driving experience compared to how you are driving now. We're confident driving because we've done it so many times. Our brains have learned the skill of driving. Through so much practice, it becomes automatic. Of course, then it makes sense that our confidence in our driving skill improves over time with that repetition. Think about other areas of your life where you're confident. I'm a pretty confident public speaker. I'm pretty confident performing, but that hasn't always been the case. I remember one of my first public performing experiences ever. I was pretty young, probably only six or seven years old, and I was so excited to be doing my first solo dance performance. I had this cute little outfit. It was uh, red and white polka dots, and I was so excited to get up onto the stage. I got up onto the stage. I started my dance. Halfway through, I froze. The music kept going, and I just stood there. I could not remember what happened next. And my poor little heart broke into a million pieces. I started crying on the stage, ran off. But that wasn't the end of my story. My confidence was in the tank. I did not want to go back out on that stage. I still remember how embarrassed, how horrible it felt. Thankfully, I had a really great coach and instructor who encouraged me, said, Nicole, you need to get out there and try again. So I got back out. Wasn't the greatest performance of my life, but I managed to get through the number. And as a result, my confidence went way up. I bring up this story because it shows us a really interesting point about confidence. Like I said, confidence is something we learn through practice, but it's also learned through adversity. My guess is that some of the areas where you're most confident, you've been doing the longest, like driving, so your brain has had practice, a chance to learn that confidence. But also, you likely are confident in areas where you've had those setbacks before, like my dancing story. You've had those experiences where things didn't go as planned, where you had roadblocks or things you had to overcome. And by overcoming those struggles, by getting back up on that stage, even though all I wanted to do was hide underneath my bed, our brain is building confidence. If everything was easy, if everything came natural the first time, it's easy to imagine that your confidence wouldn't be that great when you came up against an obstacle. Say that I had done 20 dance performances and never messed up. Then the first time I started to panic or forget, my confidence is going to go really low, right? But now that I'd had that one experience where things didn't go as planned, I messed up, but I got back up and tried again and was successful, my brain has learned, oh yeah, that's right. I can do this. I can overcome this obstacle. I can get past it. If we haven't hit roadblocks before and overcome them, our brain hasn't had that chance to learn the confidence, to learn that we have the ability to overcome these obstacles. As frustrating and not ideal as it might sound, it's actually good for our confidence to have those setbacks, to come up against those obstacles. Because once we're able to overcome them, work through them, it's helping our confidence muscle grow. Our brain is learning, yes, I hit this roadblock. Yes, I had this setback, 
but I still pushed forward. Combine that with lots and lots of practice, that's how we grow our confidence skill. Okay, let's go back a bit to the problem with waiting to feel confident. If confidence is a skill, it's not going to improve simply by waiting. You don't learn to drive by sitting in the car forever, right? No, you learn by putting the car in gear, taking your foot off the brake, and doing it. Even if you needed to make a 30-point turn the first time you hit a dead end like I did, you're learning. Your brain is learning from that experience, and your confidence is going to grow from each of those choices that you make. Each of those turns made me a better driver. So next time, maybe I only had to make a 25-point turn. My confidence muscle is growing as my driving skill is growing. If we view confidence as a skill, it makes sense why waiting until things happen isn't going to build that skill. Sure, you might feel a bit more confident once you lose weight, or you get that job, or you get out of debt, but it's not likely to fix the problem because your brain hasn't actively done any training to build that confidence muscle, to build that confidence skill. My brain is still going to say, well, I'm only confident in this situation because this thing happened, because I lost weight, because I got that job. It was nothing about me, which takes that control away, which means our confidence muscle isn't growing. The new year is fast approaching. If one of your goals for 2021 is to push past that fear and doubt that's holding you back, to stop worrying what everyone else thinks, and to build the confidence to speak up and go after your goals, I got you covered. Check out my free five-day confidence bootcamp. Each day, you'll get a video lesson from me and a daily challenge with a practical strategy to start building your confidence. Head on over to drnicolebyers.com forward slash bootcamp to sign up and start the first lesson. Once again, that's drnicolebyers.com forward slash bootcamp. I'll put the link in the show notes for this episode as well. Okay, let's wrap it up. Today, we talked about a common pitfall when it comes to confidence is waiting to feel confident. Because confidence is a skill, it's never going to happen without some work. Just like learning any other skill, confidence takes practice to train your brain. The good news is confidence is a skill you can learn. You just need a roadmap and a plan to get yourself there and a little bit of courage to take that first step, even when you're scared, so that your brain can learn that confidence over time. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. Thank you.